This is a true story. To find out what happens, what happens? when people stop being polite. Start getting. <laughs> to another episode of the real world and i got the chance to have like one of my great friends on the pod with me uh she's an incredible mom she's an incredible nurse practitioner she knows some sports uh she's trying to raise a future nba athlete but fortunately i have my homie ivy on the phone with me connected via uh telecom so we can sort of get this in ivy what up hey what's up so, uh, this is actually your idea, and I want to give all credit and thanks to you for this, but you had hit me up because you were watching a Netflix show, um, and it was super popular. Uh, I feel like a lot of women were just paying attention to it, so that made me want to look. Uh, you had seen The Sex Life, and basically, the premise was nice, normal woman who had moved on with her life, was a mom, uh, had a husband that she loves, but she sort of missed the life that she had and the people that she dealt with prior to her getting married. So why did you think that would be a dope podcast topic? Well, I mean, I feel like they didn't really even hit the main premise of the show till the very last scene where... um, her best friend is standing in front of an audience giving a lecture about, um, she started off because her best friend's black. So she started off talking about code switching and how black people or minorities in general have to code switch. And then she said, you know, but we're not the only people that have to code switch. And she went into, you know, a lot of women have to code switch and especially women that are playing, or not playing, but are in a mom role and they still have this inner, you know, like I want to still have a party life, still it's feel like it's still okay to want to have that. Or in this case for her friend, it was to have this great sex life because that's kind of what her friend was missing. And um, and I was like, and I know you didn't watch the end and sorry if I'm spoiling it for anybody else. They'd be already yeah so the last scene after that is her friend you know it's like oh they hashed it up the husband and her hashed it up and everything was great and she's back to living this great suburban life and they're all happy and they have kids and then she goes you know but she's narrating and she says you know but i i thought i could be okay just having not having it all but she's like kind of like nope fuck it i want it all and you see her go and the last scene is her going up the up the elevator to visit her past boyfriend that she had the best sex of her life with so i i was like wow that's really like that was a really powerful moment for me and not in my and for my own life not even the the sex part or wanting to be single live that kind of life but i'm like man i really i miss being it it being okay to just be a party girl like and 
that was a big part of my life. That's where I kind of, I think, like grew into myself. I learned my, my own self-confidence. And that doesn't even sound right, but it really was the time of my life. I had the best time of my life in my 20s. And, and now I feel like you get to a certain point and maybe it's not even just the mom rule. And maybe it's just like the late 30s, 40 up that we're supposed to just be like, oh yeah, like, no, we want to go to a lounge. I'm like, no, I don't want to go to a lounge. I want to go to a ratchet ass club, sweat my hair out and, you know, with my husband and have fun, get drunk, be reckless, and then have it be okay that I can come home and be a mom the next day and not feel like society will judge me for that. So I'll ask one thing. Why do you feel like society will judge that or judge you for that? And maybe that's just my own inner judgment of what I feel society, but I just feel in general we do. I feel like my friends and, you know, uh, other people around me are kind of just like, oh no, like, oh, I don't go to a club anymore. I haven't been to a club in years. And like, we're supposed to be like, yeah, that's a good thing. But like, why? Why does that have to be a good thing? Is it only like going to clubs that's only for young people or young women in particular? Because I feel like men can go to clubs at any age and it's somewhat acceptable. But like, if women do that and you have a kid and you're happily married, married, it's, you know, it's kind of frowned upon. Like, well, why do you want to do that? And I just do. <laughs> I so, want to be, be yeah, reckless say, a little. I'll keep it. I'll keep it real with you. Um, I went to Atlanta uh, on a weekend this summer. Hung out at all of like the drug dealer clubs. It was super cool. I had a great time. But I think that like the way that we party, kind of growing up, it's not like that anymore. Um, specifically. Like, you don't dance around the club and sweat your hair out and do all of those things because now everybody's just trying to stand on couches and look cool. Like, the kids are just like, yo, look at me. We don't dance together. And so it's a different feeling. And I get that you're like, you want to get that thing back that we had. I don't know if that really exists. And not to say that you can't go somewhere with your husband and be like, yo, we party and we having a good time. You'll just like stand out if I'm honest. It's, and you are, you are very honest because I, we did happen to, Philly's got like a weird club vibe. Like it's kind of like there's like the ghetto clubs and that's it. And I have to say that I am above going to that, but um, I don't know. Like I, my, my husband, I don't think would feel comfortable just because Philly can be kind of a, a, crazy city in terms of violence and in terms of interactions with people and he I don't think would be feel safe having me there but so like to find out where to go that there's like something going on is difficult so one night we were out his one his friend um is kind of in the scene still so he always knows what happened he happened to be out when we were out we met at like a hookah bar just matter of fact and um and then I was like, I'm not ready to go home. We were with one of my our other friends, a couple. Um, and I was just like, you know, we're not ready to go home. And he was like, all right, well, they're saying that there's this party in Chinatown. And like, because this was still COVID, we weren't even really supposed to be, like they weren't even supposed to be having large gatherings and everything was supposed to be shutting down at like 11. So we were like, all right, well, let's go. So we went and 
It was like a sweaty hot box place. And it was, it was a lot of fun. Me and my friend danced our asses off and we had a ball. But then the next day, my husband said that like some people he knew that were there or whatever, or had, I guess, seen a video. See, of course, everybody got cameras and videos, you know. So somebody posted something and they were like, yo, who are those chicks you were with? They were wild. And I'm like, you know, I did kind of later on realize like, yeah, not a lot of other people were like dancing it out like we were. Um, so you're right. I mean, they were kind of doing their little bop, but kind of a lot of standing on the wall when I remember from my drunken haze. But yeah, there was a lot of people standing kind of on the wall, you know, kind of on the, the couches a little. But yeah, there weren't a lot of people actually dancing. So we definitely stood out. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like, I feel like that's more the wave. Um, Honestly, I have the best time when I sort of go out of town to party. And as weird as that sounds, like, I feel like I've aged myself out of like the club scene in DC. Because like, yo, I turned 40 this year. So like, I don't wanna party with like the 22 or 23 year olds. Like, it's different. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So, like, you got to go out of town where you go to, like, the Vegas clubs or, like I said, if I'm in Atlanta or Miami or something, it just feels different. And maybe there's the same 22 or 23-year-olds in there, but I don't really feel like that. Do you feel that way, though, too, because you're single and you feel like that would make you look creepy? Or, like, because... To me, that's the part I feel like is not accepted. Like you just wanting to go somewhere with your husband or your significant other. And it's like, I don't care if there's 20 year olds around me. I could care less. Like I want to hear music. I want to hear like a, a good DJ mix. Like, you know, so I get what you're saying to go out of town, but do you think it's really having to go out of town or it's just that like, you can't interact with those people. But if you had someone there with you, would you think you would feel differently? Even when I was in a relationship, if I keep it a buck, um, I sort of stopped like messing with the club scene. Um, and like, I would only go just because she wanted to go. Like, if I'm honest, it was just like, yo, you got hookups. Let's go to random place. It's like, all right, cool. I'm down. But again, it just didn't feel right. And I think there's a part to where you're saying where I'm like, I don't want to be like the dirty old man that's still in the club that doesn't know when to let it go. Like the same way that you sort of feel about how there's a perception that people look at you. I probably carry the same thing, but just from a different perspective. Like you never wanted to be the guy that's like, you know, hung on too long and never left. Like if you got mad gray hair in your club, I mean, your, your hair, or your beard, you don't need to be in nobody's nightclub. <laughs> like you need to go to I don't know do they got 35 and up spots like that and that's what I was just gonna say I feel like back in the day they had like I don't know they had like Zanzibar I don't even know if that place still exists did but you ever go to that shit nah the, the, the I did. all changed see you were a woman like you would go because they treat you better you know like they're like all right we'll buy y'all drinks y'all all have a good time with us I never stepped like foot in any of these old people spots at the time <laughs> i'm like yo we're all the women my age like we all trying to get here by 10 to get in free i got like 30 dollars, so i'm buying two drinks like that was my mentality back then so like mm -hmm. it was all about the fun and dancing with people 
but I legitimately just don't see people dancing like that anymore. Like, even when I go out, it's about, like, moving with your crowd. Like, sure, you might have people at your table, but, yeah, like, people don't interact the same. That's really sad. I mean, it's it's sad. It's, like, the end of an era. Like, and you know what? Maybe, do you feel that, like, do you go to white clubs ever and get that same vibe? No. I don't like the music. (laughs) <laughs> like I'm not fist pumping. I don't know what do white people do now. Like you know what I'm I was just gonna say, like you, I have to say, like because Philly, like I said, Philly club scene is weird. So w- right. So when I moved back here, um, I mean, it, like yo, you go to some of the dive bars, you'd be they'd be bumping. Like they would have amazing DJs. So you can't always just because it's more of a white crowd assume the music is gonna be. You know, like Top more. 40. Yes, exactly. Okay. But I mean, it tends to be. But in, but you know what? They <laughs> they were fun because you know why? You could go in there wearing whatever you just happen to be walking off the street in, and you know, have, nobody cared really what you wore as much as when you go to. I feel like a black club that you know you kind of try to step out. Oh yeah, but we, it's a scene with us. Like, right. It's about the experience. It's not about just about having fun. Like, if you notice any of the spots that are certainly, like, hot for white people, it's typically come as you are, um, do all of those sort of things. And not to say that they don't have, like, the the dress-up spots that you'll see, like, the really, like, I guess, like, well-to-do people go to. But for the most part, they're bars. Like, yo, we all go to this bar. This shit is dope. You know, the bartender knows my name. They treat me well. Where black people are like, nah, I want to be on the scene. Like, this is where the celebrities go. You know, I might be in a section next to whoever. And I think that's probably to, like, our detriment, if I'm honest. Like, instead of worrying about who's there, just worry about why you're there and, like, what the music is or the kind of crowd you you attract. Right, and that's what I'm saying. At this point in my life, I just want to have fun and go to a spot that that does play good music and I can dance. I honestly don't even know what people wear in terms of going out these days because I don't know, just looking on Instagram, I'm like, there's such a range, right? But there's such a range from like, you can dress up sweatpants. So like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't even know where to go. Are you you wearing your Jordans in the club? Like, where was Sierra with? Like, they're not But I feel like. Yeah, but then I feel like they, if they go to a younger, like a club that has a crowd that's more 20s, they're, they're going to stand out. Because I feel like they dress nice and they they look a little bit more maybe elegant than what, like, for example, last time I went to Miami, which was probably, mm, it was a while ago, probably five, oh, six years so. ago. I know, isn't that sad? Like we, you know, me and my girls, we got dressed up like we would to go to a club. And we were like, they are letting these bum bitches in here looking like, like this girl has sneakers on. And like, we were like, what is going on? It's just like that. So that's what I'm saying. But I don't even know what people wear anymore to go out. So as somebody still goes out, right? Like I had made this comparison recently. We dressed older in our early 30s than we currently do right now. Like, the world is so much more casual. Like, 
when we were really running around in our 20s, we damn near had to wear like hard bottoms or like some really expensive kind of um, like designer shoes or something to get into most spots. That's not how it is anymore. Yeah, that's yeah. what I kind of figured. Yeah, you want to wear J's? It's cool with us. Right. Wear a t-shirt? It's cool with us. Like whether it's right. designer or not, like you can't wear like a Hanes white tee, but if you want to wear your white, like white t-shirt, that's... I don't know. Insert designer with the little curved hem. Yo, you good here, man. Right. Right. That's how they treat things. So that's so, the part where you got to adapt. And I think because I tend yeah. to dress younger, that's why I could certainly get away a little more. Right. And that's what I'm saying. Like with my husband, he could too. He's never been a person that dressed up. So he's always been like just a nice tee and jeans and, you know, some Gucci sneakers, something like that. But like, Back to the point of what the show was trying to, for me, I just am like, God, this is like my life. Other than, like I said, the fiending for this long lost sex life that she had. But like the point is, the one scene where she goes to, she has like her suburban friends and they're like, oh, let's go to the city for the day. And she's, the setting is in New York and then in, I guess, Connecticut. And so that she's like, oh, okay. And she's like, you know, this is going to be different for her because she lived in New York. She lived that life in New York City. So she goes with them and they're like, oh my gosh. And they're walking down the street and they're like, oh, this is a little cupcake spot. And she's like looking at it like, so I cannot believe this. This is a cupcake spot. Like this used to be, you know, kind of the dive bar street. This is the tattoo parlor where I got my, where me and my boyfriend got our matching tattoos. Like, and she just had a breakdown because she's just like, this can't be my life. Like, you know, and so like, it's just kind of why do we have to just turn it off? And I feel like the only people that don't have to turn it off are like celebrities. Like you still see them going out all the time at any age. And I'm like, hey, go ahead, do it. But it's like, but then for like the normal every day, and I'm not saying I want to go out every weekend, but I'm just like, when I want to go out once a month, I don't want to have to like, I, the other thing is I can't find anyone else that would want to do that. Like my husband kind of like, he would definitely go if I wanted him to really go, but he's like, eh, I'm good. I lived that life enough. He was definitely, we had the same, we mirrored each other's like twenties and late twenties. And, um, so, you know, he definitely did all the same club scenes and stuff. And he's like, I'm good. I don't ever have to go out again where I'm like, I still do, but none of my friends really want to either. So then, too, it's like, well, do I have to make some friends that are younger? (laughs) Yeah, so it's like, because I don't want to go to a lounge. Yeah. But I think it's also uh, a product of your city, if I keep it a buck. To your point, Philly has always been weird. Like, I've never had a great club experience in Philly, not one time. Yeah. I mean, that's probably true. I'm sure. The scene in D.C. is a little bit different. Um, well, even if you remember when I lived in L.A., like people that were older than us were definitely going out. Like I was mid twenties at the time, and people was out there getting it. Like you never knew how old anybody was, but people would be out partying because that was the lifestyle. I think Philly is just different, where nightlife isn't the thing. Like, aren't you guys like dry on Sundays, or like they can't sell alcohol? Oh, no. I don't think so. I don't know. Not in New Jersey, but maybe in Philly. I'm yeah, not sure. Yeah, I was sure. going to say in the city. I feel like it's something weird like that. 
Oh, no, no, not in like restaurants or anything. I mean, they definitely can. Maybe like the beer, what are they called? I don't know. They, they call them like the state, they don't call them liquor stores. They call them state supply stores or something like that, but they are liquor stores. But um, yeah, I mean, it might just, you might be right that the club scene is just, I have no idea what the club scene is here anymore. So I need to go out of town. But I mean, I think just in general, I think just women being allowed to still let loose. I mean, and you and I had this other conversation to go along with it, kind of like how we had, like how we dress and how I have to, you know, I'm not saying I want to be looking like I'm 20, but I also don't feel like I'm ready to go to the loft and wear those clothes yet. Um, I, I mean, I work out all the time. I try to keep myself fit. Therefore, I feel like I'm going to wear whatever I feel like wearing. And I don't want to have to think like, oh, maybe I should get those shorts that are more like mom shorts or, you know, more acceptable. I have yet to wear a full piece bathing suit because I refuse. I'm like, as long as my body still looks tight, I'm not wearing a full piece bathing suit. And I, I go to the pool and I'm like, looking at the moms that are younger than me. And I'm like, do they feel like they have to wear this just because they're a mom? Or I don't know what it is. Like, yeah, I never understood the the one piece thing. Like, you wear what you want. Like, I don't, I don't think it's inappropriate for somebody that's a mom to wear like a two piece. If you can like rock it, do that shit. And I think that I don't know what part of society tells you that you can't. You know what I mean, like now, granted, if like you ain't got the physique, it might not be the best look. But I still wouldn't tell you not to wear what you want to. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think, you know, living in um, a white suburban area, and I mean, I kind of think that's most suburban areas in America, that you just kind of, they just do a little different, you know, they they got that country club kind of look going on, and I'm like, that has never been me, never will be me, my kid will never wear dockers or boat shoes or any of those types of things. Hey, I used to wear boat shoes a couple of years ago, like, but only Stop in the it. summer. I'm not kidding. Stop it. Only in the summer. <laughs> um, so even that's interesting, right? Like, because I live in D.C. And while it used to be Chocolate City, the majority of the people in my neighbors around me are white. Like, if there's, let's say, 200 units in my apartment building, maybe 30 have black people. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not mm-hmm. clamoring to look like the people who are the majority. Like, I think I still, I don't know, maybe because of social media or what my friend group wears, I tend to want to dress like that. Like, now, some of my, like, married friends who, you know, um, they're fathers now, they dress way different. <laughs> and I ain't trying to call Thank nobody you. out or say nothing, but, like, you'll look and be like, bruh, like, I don't like the way your jeans fit, but I can't really tell you that. Like, if you comfortable with it, I'm going to just let you rock. But like, if we go in someplace, I don't know if you could come with me. Right. And that's how, like, I feel like my sister and I differ in that way. She definitely tries to be more on the side of 
let me tone down. Let me kind of. I hope um, you're not going to tell her you you did this, right? Because she's no. going to listen to this part. Okay. No, she won't care. But I mean, I think she just definitely notices, and I'm just like, I don't care at this point. You know, I think at this point is the best time in your life when you should feel comfortable. Like if I'm not comfortable in my late 30s, then I don't know when I'm ever going to be. So. Thanks. You know, Thanks. and like I said, if I'm making the effort to keep my body in shape and um, it just gives me to me all the more, um, you know, all the more just, um, I don't know, I just want to like confidence, I guess, just to be like, I don't care how old I am. I'm going to wear what I want to wear. Nah, you could obviously be um like Jada Pinkett Smith's mom. Like, yeah. you see her wearing whatever she wants. And frankly, like, again, nobody's, like, looking at her sideways or telling her she can't do it. Like, she might not be able to get down the same way because her knees ain't working. But, like, <laughs> she can still have her little two-step and a diddy bop going. But she mm-hmm. can look nice. But I think there's a point that you said, and it's probably something we should highlight. Regular people feel like they can't do the same thing. Maybe it's because of the pressures of society or their peer group but you should absolutely do what makes you happy if going out once a month and finding that little spot makes you happy so you can get your dance on and enjoy it yo you should do that regardless of what people think and if it's the people that are in your circle that don't feel happy for you or are happy for you yo i might need to reevaluate keeping you around i know that's true I know, and I feel like, I, yeah, but then it's like, then where do I go? Where, who are, where, who do I find that wants to go out with me? Because I swear, there's gotta be the something. Problem. Like somebody has like something that you could do and go to and have some fun. Like, you about to make me like literally like hit some people up and ask them about what's good in Philly. <laughs> I don't know if I'll get a good answer, but there's gotta be something because I feel like that in every like major city. Yeah, and you shouldn't have I, to worry about getting shot. Like, cause I mean, oh, we won't get yeah, yeah, we won't get down with shit like that no more. Like, no, no. I mean, you know, that was never that was never our scene. We weren't ever kind of in those that's what I'm intentionally. Saying. Yeah, we were never in the hood spots. Like that wasn't right. where we went. So right. I mean, you can't tell me that like the educated like you know working crowd that still likes to get down doesn't have a place they go to. They might, but I haven't heard of it. Yeah, I'm going to do some research for you. That's what that's going to make me do. (laughs) Perfect. We got to get you right. Yes. Uh, Let's take this to part two of the pod. Um, So, uh, as somebody who I honestly consider a friend of mine, we talk all the time about how you keep up with adult friendships, right? Like, because people have different situations, that means your boundaries are different, um, the commitment of time you have to sort of like nurture and spend with people is way different. Uh, visibly, I might not be able to put eyes on you because you're in the same city. But how do you keep up with all of your friends, even knowing these things? Yeah, it's a struggle. It's a struggle. And I, um, you know, as I've aged, I just feel like I don't have time to put in effort to people that aren't going to put the same time into me, whether it be minimal texting, you know, at the most, 
um that's fine like you and you know you and i text all the time and that's you know that's a form of communication that's fine with me now to me i i'm like you're my like pen pal we talk to each other all the time you know it's easier because we don't have to send letters but you know it's just it's nice to keep in touch do i have to see you all the time no but i you know i know we're still close we're still friends but you know i feel like as yeah as we get older and people like you know we have kids and family commitments and stuff um it is it's a struggle to make an effort and time for your friends but um i think it's harder for the single friends to be with the married friends because or the committed relationship or even the ones that have kids because i think sometimes us married folk feel like oh well, you don't want to visit because you know you would only want to see me outside of my when i have my kids or when i'm with in family mode like you know like i feel like yeah if we're going to meet up it's got to be somewhere else like you don't want to just come to my house and chill with my kids and me see so, i think that's a detriment cuz i'll keep it a buck like i got tons of friends like that i won't say tons cuz i don't have tons of friends but like of my friends, I have no problem with pulling up and just hanging out at the crib. One, it's cheap. COVID is expensive. So like, I'm saving some money. I'm hanging out with my good friend. You know, we're safe. All of those things certainly factor in. But I think that that's the thought, at least from like my married friends, where it's like, eh, I won't invite you around because like maybe you're single. I don't want you to feel like the third or fifth or seventh wheel whatever because we got couples around and so like you create like weird distances that you know as a single person i'm like nah like i'll bring the girl i'm dating or if i'm by myself i'll just come through and i'm chilling like i'm just happy to be around like uh family be around my friends right, right. no i agree with that i mean um i i have to say my cousin is one that's great for that she comes over and hangs with us anytime anytime you know she'll do the kids stuff too if we want um yeah but not everyone is down for that i i have to say um and then it's just a matter of finding time because you know i have a better schedule than most because i only work three twelves a week so i do have these during the week that i'm off but I can see how, you know, when you are working that nine to five every day, it's like you're rushing in the morning to drop off one kid to daycare, maybe put another one on the bus, go to work all day, you come home, everyone's gotta be fed. And then you get to a weekend and it's like, well, now I gotta do my grocery shopping. I have to do my running around. I have to do, you know, I the kids' find time for my sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And so it's like, so where do your friends fit in? And I know that's hard. That is hard. I had a, my homie hit me to like early this week. And he was like, yo, I got a box of stuff at the crib for you. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He was just like, well, you know, like I got you a Father's Day gift because I'm the godfather of his daughter. Mm -hmm. um, I got you something for your birthday. I got you something for Christmas. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Now, the weird thing is I've seen him a few times since then. But, like, I haven't been to the house. And so, to your point, like, he doesn't always have the time or the want to do some of the single stuff that I do. So, if I'm, like, out, like, hey, we're just going to go and watch a game together. 
he won't really come out to that. But uh, we actually have um, like Maryland tickets together. So that's like a standing appointment where I know, mm-hmm. hey, usually once a week during basketball season, I'm going to kick it with my boy. Like that's yeah. when we find the time. You know what I'm saying? So we right. make the time for certain stuff like that. But it's a want. And if both parties, to your point, don't want it, it's very easy for it to go away. Mm-hmm. And then, too, you know, I think when you live in different areas, I think that makes for even more of a strain um, to be able to find time. It's like, then you have to really like, okay, then we have to plan a vacation. And it's like, I, I, my husband is not one to... Uh, make friends with my friend's husband. You know what I mean? Like, he just, he doesn't want any new friends. He's that type of guy. <laughs> he was <laughs> nice I, to me at Tan's wedding, though. I know. He's cool. Like, he'll be nice to you. He has no problems with you, but he's not, like, a Let me find out secretly. He's like, yo, fuck that nigga. No, not at all. But he's just not a conversationalist. Like, he's not really going to make an effort. Um, so, like, it would definitely have to be a girl's trip. And then, um, and then I feel like then some women and, you know, or just couples in general, are like, okay, well now if I have a girl's trip, now I got to make a trip for both of us. And then, you know, it's just, it's really just like finding time. And I oh, mean, you didn't I, know I that's the to... hustle. <laughs> like, yeah, you, you, you missing in the game. So like the, the way that men do it is like for every trip that I take with my guy friends, I got to have two of like my significant other. Yeah, and I think that's corny. Like, I don't do that. I don't care if my husband goes out three nights this week. I'm not gonna be like, oh, well, you have to take me out X, Y, and Z. Like, I don't care. Like you said, I, I, I really just think like when people have time, you just gotta make time. If it, I, and I have to say, I'm, I'm better at spur of the moment. You would think planning would be better, but by the time, a lot of times when I get around to the day, the plan, I'm like, ah, you don't want to do just, it. Yeah, because I'm like, oh, I'm tired now. Whereas some nights I'm just like up and I'm like, oh, you know, what? I could really go for something, you know, and someone want to go hang out with me for a few hours or something. But so, yeah, so sometimes that's hard because I'm like spur of the moment is easier. But um, yeah, tit for tat is corny, though. Like, I don't So when I was talking tit for tat, I was actually talking like flying. Like if I get on a plane... I got to do like twice as much because then as a man, you just don't want the beef, right? Like whether it's corny or not, like happy wife, happy life is real. Like Mm -hmm. I can't be perceived as doing more things with my guy friends than I am with you. Oh, for sure. I'm sure there are definitely women out there that, that are, yeah, that are keeping tabs on stuff. Me in particular, I don't care. Maybe, I don't know. My husband doesn't really go on mail trips, but, um, you know, like a couple weekends ago, he, it was like Friday afternoon and he was like, oh, my, um, my boy wants to go visit our friend that's in DC. I'm like, all right. So they spent the weekend in DC. I mean, I, I mean, we haven't gone anywhere since. I don't care. But, um, you know, I find that like I remember when I, <laughs> I remember clearly when I started a job one time, I was working with this doctor who 
he was just somewhat inappropriate because he hardly knew me and I just started and but he was planning to go on this like golf trip with his friends or something and he was like oh my god all my wife is doing is complaining and you know what it came down to for her I think it was more like she's a stay-at-home mom so she's like you're I'm with the kids all the time and then you're gonna pick up and leave and and then I'm still with them for another five days. But now I'm by myself. I don't even get you to come home in the evening and maybe take a little bit of the burden off. So I think if you have that type of relationship too with your significant other where the burden isn't shared, then I think the tit for tat probably comes into play a lot more. Because for me, I work 12 hour shifts. So my husband does a lot of the caring for, he has to because I'm, I don't get home until 8, 39 o'clock. So he can't wait for me to come home and fix dinner and give the kids a bath and make sure their homework's done and stuff. So he had to do that. And he does it without complaining and we share in that, and which is great. But I can see, you know, like I said, how if you don't have kind of that equal partnership in a relationship, then when you, um, when you feel like your partner doesn't share in that and then they get to go on vacation too, you're going to be like, Oh, so you get to go on vacation and you're not helping me out at home. So. Yeah, yeah, he was bugging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I see why he caught it. Yeah. Like, And that's the thing where I feel like, I don't know if I feel like my friends are great dads or whatever. Um, shout out to them, I do. But like their wives will go out of town. They'll take care of the kids or they do all of these things. And I'm like, damn, like... I really admire that. Like, I look up to that. Like, that's the kind of dad or father that I want to be. And so I feel like that's probably why they don't have those problems. Like, whenever they want to sort of mm-hmm. get lost and do their thing, well, I was just like, all right, cool. Like, you held it down. I got you. Exactly. That's exactly. why I said it's happy wife, happy life. Like, is yeah. it not? The difference is if I'm miserable in the household, nobody cares. If the mom is miserable in the household, she makes everybody else miserable. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, it's yeah, sad, I'm not right? Even lie. That's true. Yeah. Like, that's if true. I can't be happy, nobody's happy. It's like, I don't want none of them problems. Yeah. I'm going to have the kids mad at me. Like, the in laws, like, nah, like, let me get this right. I don't need these problems. Yeah. Yeah. But back to your point of just, the the fact of just having to keep adult relationships it is um yeah it's it's one of the hardest things i think to have to do as you get older and i i look at these people that you know i i'll see on instagram again and they're big like group pictures of like you know 15 women that went away and i'm just like how do you have time for 15 friendships? I don't know how people do it. I really don't. Like you just said, I don't have that many friends. I don't have that many friends because I don't have that much time for that many friends. So I, it just amazes me when I see people that have large groups of friends. I think it's also about like what the friendship means to you, right? And I'll give you an example. Um, Rashad, anytime I'm in Miami, Rashad pulls up or I go to his house every single time like me and him will just go sit down have a meal just rap um i might talk to rashad outside of that once twice a year he'll you know send stuff in the group chat but like actually have a conversation we never really do but his wife is always like yo every time y'all see each other it's like you picked right up 
And I know y'all haven't really spoken like that. Some relationships are cool being that way. Others you need to put more into because people need more from it. To your point, when's the last last time I saw you? Like 2016? <laughs> Probably. You know what I'm saying? Like, but like, yo, hey, we got a whole little group chat. Sometimes we'll rap about other stuff, like, you know, sort of off to the side. And I know what it is, and I'm cool with that. Right? Like, yeah. that's a thing. It just depends on sort of like what your relationship is with people. And you got to find those boundaries and make those things work. Like, everything doesn't work for everybody. Like, it's not a one size sort of fits all approach. Ricardo calls me every week. If I don't pick up, Ricardo gets mad. So I know, like, all right, like, let me, you know, pick up the phone or hit him back when I get the chance. Because if not, like, I'm going to have to hear his mouth. That's how I nurture some friendships. I won't speak to Brandon for six or seven months at a time. But if I speak to you, we'll have like a long talk, make sure everybody's good. And damn, he lives in my city now. Like he's right across town and I haven't seen him, but I still know that he cares. You know what I'm saying? So like you got to figure out those lanes with all of your friends. Yeah. And I, yeah, definitely. And it's hard to transition. I think, you know, I've talked to you that I've had a difficult time with my relationship with Janice and um, you know, right now we might text once or twice a year for like a happy birthday and stuff. But that was after other situations that occurred. But but I might not want to say that about, she actually listens to this. I'm gonna just say that. Well, that's okay. But I've spoken to you about how to rebuild that relationship, and I find it's really hard because I need that from her specifically. I need that like every day or every couple of days that we talk. Like I. I look at her like my sister. I talk to my sister every day. And I need to know that if I text her, one, because I know she's the type of person to have her phone on her all the time. And it bothers me. People that, like, my sister has her phone on all the time, too. So she drives me nuts when she doesn't respond to me. So I'm like, I know you have your phone in your hand all the time. Like, so... If you know that about a person, I feel like you feel some kind of way, right? If they don't respond back to you. I mean, not maybe immediately, but within like five, six hours, you still haven't heard from that person. Like a, hey, okay, you know, I'm at work, I'll hit you later, whatever. But I feel like her, I need that from her to, if it's not every day, every other day, to be able to just have a quick, hey, well, you know, oh, did you see this on the shade room today? And then you know that's the conversation for the day but because we yeah like i can think of one thing and even though it's hard you can't take it personal when somebody doesn't respond in the time frame that you want them to but you just said you have that you have to find the relationship with your needs that's my need agree but like that's my point about ricardo where he might get upset with me but he's still gonna call me the next week like, yo, I hit you last week. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he doesn't stop. If I don't, like, respond in the way that he wants me to, he's going to keep hitting me. The difference is, is when am I going to get annoyed enough of him hitting me and without me speaking to him so I, like, respond back? You get what I'm saying? And we know Ricardo's an asshole. I love him. But, it, yo, <laughs> you ain't you ain't hit me back, bro. What's, what's up? Yeah. And he's police? Like, I don't need you knocking on my door, bro. <laughs> 
But I feel also that's like, don't you kind of feel like there are, like you said, there's certain people in your life that as friends and as significant other, like you want that type of response. Like I know if I hit up Tamir and he is my husband, and even as we were dating and committed and like, you know, you get to a certain point in a relationship that if I text your ass, you better text back or call back within an hour. You know what I mean? Unless I know that you're busy at work, specifically doing something. But even still, you might look down and be like, yo, I'm busy. What's up? See, something. I always thought those but, things was weird. And I'll only stop you for a second. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I play ball all the time. So if you hit me on a Saturday morning, like... I can either play like an hour because maybe I ain't having a good day or I could play three and a half. Either way, I ain't looking at my phone. So if you hit me like as soon as I got on the court and I ain't look at the phone, you can't be mad that I ain't hit you right back. No, but that's your schedule. Like that, I know, you know, if I know that just like I would know that of him. Like when he's, you know, at a certain space, I know he's not going to be available. I'm but, trying to throw him some bill here. Like, I, I got to protect us. No, like, and, 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 and that's not, I'm not even talking about him, but I'm just saying, but you have friendships that are this in the same space as that, that it's like, if I hit you up, I just feel like if I'm, you're supposed to be my number one, my other half as a friend, that I'm somewhat of a priority for you, you know? Because nah, I, I look at you as my significant other in the same sense of a friend. So when we don't have that, um, when we can't, when I can't rely on you for that, then I feel hurt by that. Yeah, I was gonna say it hurts. I get that. Yeah, and I think when it becomes a pattern too, is when you just kind of fall back and then. And then, you know, it's like, well, where do you go from there? And then the fact that, too, there, there's when there's distance between you, just again, like, you know, you know, from being in relationships that were long distance and stuff, if you don't have that type of reliable time communicating through the phone, whether it be a call or a text, you're, that relationship's not sustainable, no, especially when you're long distance. So. I think that the thing that you guys have on your side and not to sort of personalize it, but like you have a lot of time banked into something. And while there's this phrase that's sort of uh, famous right now or popular, you know, like friends are with you for a season. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't always believe that unless you guys did some like really fucked up shit to each other. We friends for life at this point. If I've known you most of my life, like, you got to do some real grimy shit to me for me to be like, nah, I can't rock with you anymore. Nobody's perfect. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. I don't really care anymore. Like, yeah, Mm -hmm. I might be mad at you, but, like, I'm not letting you go. Like, that's, to me, that's petty. Because, again, we've built up too much equity. And I think one of the things that's unfortunate is that people fall out over the dumbest things. And then it's like, well, shoulda, coulda, woulda. I wish that we would have got this time back when you never had to lose it. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Adult like relationship. Yeah, they're hard. <laughs> a complicated mess. Yeah. yeah it's, it's all like, to your point, it's all complicated. 
It's not one size fits all. It's a bunch of a different approaches. Um, ultimately, like people that are listening to this, you just got to make things work for both parties. And if both parties are having issues, you got to be willing to talk about it to work it out. Right. It's the communication part. And I think at mm-hmm. least from where you're at with your friend, the communication isn't there. So it's a struggle. Like, you don't want it to be sporadic. You want it to be like mm-hmm. old times. Like, this is my baby. Like, I know she's going to hit me right back. Like, like you said, that's my sister. We right. all, I get that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I hope y'all figure that out. <laughs> like that's my hope. You already, you already know I where I stand. That we too. talk offline. Like I know. <laughs> I'm team friendships know. on that. Like I don't let go. Like sisters or brothers. Hell, like anybody. When I describe like y'all to people, it's like, hey, that's my family. Because of like that family ass photo that me, you, Taryn, and Sakina have. Be like, oh yeah, I that's know, my family. That's you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like. It is literally like shit like that. Like every time we're together, we have one of these photos and it's not intentional. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like I could frame one of these and put it on my wall and people will be like, oh, your sisters are so pretty. They're so nice. (laughs) Yo, you don't know how they like jump on me and like get on me and like beat me up in the group chat. That is true. We do. I think I'm the I'm the one that tries to be. Yeah, you're the most uh, neutral. The peacemaker a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're the most neutral. Taryn and Sakina give me all types of shit. But again, mm-hmm. I love everybody. Like, yeah. uh, everybody love everybody. That's my stage. People yeah. that rock with you, try to do the same for them. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, I wanted to say thank you for doing this. Um, it's been years in the making, literally. You did not have to have this as a thing. But I appreciate you coming on. Uh, if anybody needs medical services, Ivy's dope at her job. She actually cares. <laughs> so oh, thank if, you. Yeah, I was going to say, if you happen to be in the New Jersey area, you know. Yes, and in need of emergent care. <laughs> there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I end every episode saying the same thing. Ball players want to rap. Rappers want to ball. My name is Darrell of the Real World, and I hope to see you guys next week. Peace.